David Wall yes. says he uh, told you about this podcast at a Geek Show movie night over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, you bastard. Mm-hmm. And so, still you haven't listened to it. I'm, right. I'm terrible. <laughs> And, well, it's, we, and, it, and it's it's and I did it on purpose, <laughs> David. I'm sorry. It, here's the thing: is that so many people tell me about so many things that I need to be aware of, and oh, yeah. and unless I write them down or if you hand me something with the information on it, I will forget. Uh, I I meet so many people, and so this is David Walsh's fault. Really is, yeah, David. Um, well, you should have like business cards printed up or flyers. Well, about your podcast and give it to your listeners and say, there you go. spread the word. We don't do any merchandising. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's, it, no, the Mormons have a thing called a pass-along card. Yeah. And that's what you guys need. Well, we don't try to actually get new listeners. Why that's would not you? Our, that's not one of our goals for Why? some reason. I'm not sure, but it just... It seems like the more listeners you have, the more complaints you have about your podcast <laughs> you know, here's, not coming. We're trying to trim okay. it down to us. Let, let me take a you to school. Few. Take you to school here a little bit. <laughs> All right. Okay, you know those complaints? Fuck them. Fuck you, those you, complaints. No, here's the thing. You don't have to listen to those people. Oh, yeah. And if they keep complaining, they have an option. And here's my suggestion to them. Stop listening. And if, you know, or how about <laughs> go this? Fuck yourself. How about this? Rather than taking the time to complain about a podcast, how about you show us how to do it? Instead yeah, of sitting go. there at your computer and typing out your vitriol, why don't you get off your fucking ass and go and do what these guys have done and make the effort? Show them how it's done, then, smartass. Go ahead. And then I'm going to complain about your podcast. That's right. <laughs> Out of spite. <laughs> Out of Oh, Chuck. Yeah. Here's, here's, That's all here's, he has left. Here's some more. <laughs> here's, here's the best advice I can give to anyone who's doing this sort of thing. Putting yourself, like you guys are, putting yourselves out there. Never read the comments. Never. Never That's read the comments. Not a bad idea. Not, I should shut the comment advice. section down. Yeah. <laughs> no. The Geek Show website used to have a forum. Yeah. I shut that fucker down. You know why? Not because of listeners complaining, because my panelists would go in there. Uh. The guys on the show would go in there. I had to shut it off because of Jeff Weiss. He was in there stirring things up and making things bad. Was he trolling? He was trolling. I love it. And I'm like, you're spending all your time. To, you know, so I, sh- I shut the fucker down. See, I thought Mr. B would be doing that. So. He, he, well, he did occasionally. Oh, now I have a question. Yes. Does he really work at 7-Eleven? Because... <laughs> They seem to have no idea what I'm talking about when I go in there. <laughs> the reason that he says he works at 7-Eleven, and this is, I'll tell you guys. Um, Don't, nobody, everybody turn your mic. Everybody just, yeah, this, turn it off this is between us. <laughs> he is, uh, he is a grade school teacher. Right. And you know the nature of our podcast. There's, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you know, would Superman's sperm penetrate Lois Lane so much yeah. that it would kill her like a bullet? You know, yes. um, stuff like that comes up. <laughs> and, you know, when you got a guy teaching grade school and, you know, if a parent finds out you're that guy? Right. <laughs> yeah, there could be complaints. Could be complaints. So we say he works at a 7-Eleven. He right. actually, he's actually, he's, uh, he's shaping your children. He's uh, forming their future. So I should stop bothering the clerks at the set. <laughs> Where's Mr. B? No, bring him guy. out. No, I love it because they, they go in and do it. They, that, must, I, they that, must wonder what the hell's going on. It's that 7-Eleven there by Liberty Park. <laughs> right, right. Just down from the, uh, the Park Cafe. Uh, go in there and ask for Shannon. Is I, Shannon working? Just do that, and you'll get an amazing response. <laughs> it's amazing. They are. It's, we he, we don't know who that is. We please never heard of him. He doesn't. We don't know anyone. He doesn't work here. It's hilarious. Um, so being an atheist, watching, being a geek, 
watching sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't include fantasy in this because uh, in fantasy, all religion is reality, essentially. Yeah, well, you're, you're talking um, uh, when you when you let's define fantasy like Lord of the Rings, like Lord of the Rings, that, that sort of thing, sword, sword, and sword and sorcery yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So they treat it as reality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, how do you think that sci-fi treats religion? Because my favorite example of it is I love how Next Generation treated like the supernatural, mm-hmm. which was they would show tacit respect towards it, like have the card. Like, mm-hmm. It's okay, you know, you have your beliefs, whatever. But when it intruded into reality, they they would they would just shut that shit down. Exactly. Here's here's the thing. Here in Utah, Star Trek is extremely popular, but I think it's. If if these God-fearing folk would look closely at Star Trek, they wouldn't be such fans of it because yeah. they'd realize not only is it atheist, it's socialist. Yeah, <laughs> they're right. They would lose their shit, and and all you have to do is go to Star Trek Four, where they're in San Francisco, and Kirk says they're still using money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that line when he just you know we're we're back in He's looking for his checkbook. Yeah, <laughs> we're back in the past, and we got to find you know they're still <laughs> using money. money. I can't just get on a bus and go to where I need to go. <laughs> Like they do in the future, you get on a transport and you go. There's no exchange of anything. You know, he's they're still using money, and I'm like, why is Star Trek so popular with these people? It's so anti everything you are. It's it's it is. It's, it's not Anne Randian. Yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> socialist. It's atheist. It's so science. There is a, there is an underlying theme of of like hard hard work and ability though. Mm-hmm. Which is rewarded. Oh, yeah. I don't know how they reward it, because they never really show civilian life too much, Star Trek. Not too much. Like, I don't know. Like, where do... But everybody... You get the idea that they just do what they want to do, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they... It they, sounds great. It sounds yeah. to me like they go to a job, and they do things for the betterment of right. everyone. You know, I get the feeling, you know, it's like I go work in a lab. I mean, Deep Space Nine kind of addressed stuff like that, because, you know, uh, Cisco's dad still had a restaurant in Louisiana. That's right. Yeah, Card's brother had a farm. Card's brother right. had a farm. Vineyard. 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 So I don't think that they were just feeding people. I mean, so maybe there was still some sort of, you know, back and forth of somehow. It's never really explained. And the Ferengis are all about gold-pressed latinum. So, right. I, I, you know. I like how they treat religion the same way they treat the prime directive. <laughs> as long as it doesn't get in their fucking way. Right. Mm-hmm. They'll leave it alone. And, and, and look at all the religions that, that Kirk fucked up. I mean, <laughs> Think about it. I mean, every computer-based know. religion is going down. Exactly. You know, uh, the the word of Vol. Let's he not forget. You know, he did that like three or four times. He'll logic didn't he? that thing and you know, blowing itself. He'd up. get to a planet and they worshipped <laughs> something, and and he was like, "Your god is wrong." <laughs> <laughs> so many times. Uh, fantastic. Now, wouldn't Superman be? See, at the end of Super, any Superman movie I watch, I always think like, at some point after this, there's got to be. A group of crazy people that are now worshiping him as mm-hmm. as the new, as a god. Because I, look at him. I mean, I, I think that that happens in in the comic books. I don't it? read. I don't read Superman. Well, and, there is a horrible piece of fan fiction of Superman yeah. fan fiction that we uh, reviewed once because it was related to a, a Christian apologetics writer that we reviewed his book. Yeah, yeah. And his idea was Superman went back to the was it the Roman Colosseum? It was like 53 AD. Yeah, like they're, <laughs> they're serving the Christians to the lions, and he, he went in and saved them, and then he spoke to everybody and said, like, 
What do you say? Don't fuck with these Christians. Don't mess with me. You know, I'll come back and deal with you. And we're like, and then he flew off (laughs) in front of the whole Coliseum. So then you're saying that uh, Jesus was Superman, and exactly, and there is no Jesus. I'm thinking they would dump Jesus at that point by the wayside and go with this guy. Well, if you're picking an idol to worship. Yeah. It could do worse. I'm, well, I've always I've always said to people I I get more learning about my moral compass and what's right and what's wrong from you know James T Kirk or Steve Rogers, uh you know Captain America. I I get more moral compass from them than I would any religion. That is great cuz that that was one of the things I wanted to ask you. Um this is a common complaint and we've already it's already been kind of mentioned before, but people will say oh without God, you know, there, there can be no morals. You can have no morals. Of course, you, of course you're moral. Right. You're a human being. And we all got to be here for the short amount of time that we are, and let's make it as nice as possible, because it is such a short little speck. Look at history. That I sounds mean, pretty hippie. It, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Give my crystals. That's, that's the response. I'll burn some sage later. Um, no, I mean, think about how short of a time. If you think about, you know, say you live to 80. Yeah. That's just 80 years. Now, that seems like a long time. Look at the span of time. It's nothing. Have your good time while you're here, but let's not hurt each other doing it. There's no reason for that. Well, the world's only been around 6,000 years. That's right. That's a big chunk of that (laughs) (laughs) 6,000. I mean, you're a human being. That's That's all you need to know to be good. You know? Do the right thing. I learned doing the right thing from guys like Captain America and... Superman to a very small extent because I was never a fan, but uh, you know, Cap was always oh yeah, always the guy. If someone pisses you off, you smack him with your shield. <laughs> right. No, even even Cap, you know, even though he's not an atheist, because he has the greatest line That's in right. the right greatest line in the Avengers. That was that was. There's only one God, ma'am, and I'm sure he doesn't dress like that. <laughs> <laughs> even though he's not an atheist, he's still as someone to look up to. Because, you know, he does want to do the right thing. And he will even, he won't bash somebody in the face to do the right thing. He will, he will make sure that they live and get arrested and go through the judicial system. You know, I think Cap would be very anti-drone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He wants, it to, he wants our system to work, you know, the system that gives us all the rights and freedoms that we used to have. Uh, you know, he remembers from the 40s. Uh, <laughs> and go through the system and make it right that way. Do it the proper way. I'm always surprised he isn't more racist than he's Well, portrayed. see, it's funny you mention that because when I first saw the Avengers, mm-hmm. uh, I missed, for some reason, I missed the line. I think it's because there's children in the theater. Fucking leave your children at home. Mm. Good God. Um, <laughs> I missed that line, I too. missed the part. Because <laughs> then the Avengers, Tony Stark turns to the camera and he goes, leave him. Leave him. Um, when when uh, Nick Fury goes to get uh, to recruit him, and they make a bet. They make a ten dollar bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what. Something like you'll see something amazing. And it's like I've seen everything. It's just like I've seen an awful lot of stuff. This is yeah. you ten dollars that they'll be you know, right. Something so, bigger. So yeah. I missed that line. So I watch him. He gets in the helicarrier. He walks by Nick Fury, and he and he gives him a ten. And I'm like, did he just tip that guy because he thinks he's like <laughs> the Black Porter because he's from the forties? <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, that's racist. Well, let me let me tell you a little story um, because I read comic books. Uh, there's a series of comics that uh, has been out for about oh, six, eight years maybe uh, called The Ultimates, okay. which is a uh, sort of a relaunch of the traditional Marvel characters. Great and series. It, it's a great series, great isn't series. it? And the first time that we wake up Captain America from the 40s, Nick Fury, black Nick Fury is standing over him, you know, 
And he says, uh, you're like, uh, who are you, you Nazi? You know, is this some kind of trick, you kraut, you know? And he says, no, no just calm down, Captain Rogers. My name is General Nick Fury. And, uh, it, and he explains the situation to him. And, and Cap just sits and listens to him and nods and goes, nice try, kraut. <laughs> and breaks, you know, breaks out and is saying to him, this is how I know that you're deceiving me. Because the, the, the last black guy I knew in the army was never hired in a sergeant. And you're trying to tell me you're a general? Nice try! Boom! You know? Jumps out of the 10-story building. Jumps out of a 10-story Now I know you're lying. Now I know you're lying. <laughs> but then, of course, he jumps out of the building and he sees, you know, oh my God, he's right. You know? Well, that is the proper response from if you woke up a man from the 1940s. Of course. I, it was of in the course. military. Which is why I kind of like that uh, ultimate cap. He was a little bit more, you know, yeah, that's what would man happen. Man of his time. Man of his time. His time. Yeah. yeah, ultimate Tony Stark too in the Avenger series. Yes, the best he's ever been portrayed. I think absolutely. I I'm so sad that Ultimate series is yeah. going away because yeah. uh, it's it's been so good. It really has limited run or 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 a, the just first a story two arc. were by um, can't remember who wrote the Millar Millar and Mark Millar. Yes, yeah, who did the first two series and then it was taken over by uh, Bendis. Yeah. stepped in, but they were. Yeah. I thought the all the Ultimate titles were good because it it made it. And you're seeing sort of this, that sort of stuff happen in the movies. Uh, it's kind yes. of more. It's more ultimate. More than ultimate. Traditional Marvel universe, yeah. but uh, anyway, we got off on a comic book. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that'll uh, happen. Geekshowpodcast.com. Did you see Star Trek in the Darkness? By the mm-hmm. way, what did you think of it? I, I liked it fine. Did you like it? It had its problems, but I liked it fine. I hated it. See, we, we really? flipped. I like the first hour the or so. Movies. I like the first hour or so. And then when he revealed he was Khan, it went way downhill for me. I didn't mind him revealing that he was Khan. Um, the, the things that made me step out of it was when Spock did the cliched Khan. That was terrible. That, but I was, that was, but I was okay. Bad. That was, that just was the, a comedy bit. In that the was show. the, exactly. That was the one bit that pulled me out. But everything else I was okay with. Yeah. I, and, and here's why. You know what? It's a space movie. It's not real. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm okay with it. <laughs> the problem I have with him revealing himself as Khan is not because not because he was Khan and and J.J. Abrams did everything to make us think mm-hmm. that he was not going to be Khan. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that it's because he didn't want it, to ruin see, it? For it you. was a big moment, but really, like nobody knows who he is in that Star Trek universe. Exactly. Right. And exactly. and but it's treated as a big moment, but it's really only for us sitting in a the theater. Exactly. So that always messes with my head when I think. He's not talking to Kirk and saying I'm Khan. He's talking no, to me. He's talking to us. And now I'm thinking about it and not watching the movie. Mm-hmm. And I wish he had just it had been different. Just a little bit like he would have said, like, I'm this guy. Who you don't know, but here's my full name, not just like the one name that I go by. I, I, again, I don't know why uh, the, the Trek fans have such a hard-on for this movie. I don't know why they hate it so much because, again, we're dealing with a different universe. But it's always the loudest A ones. different set of circumstances. Well, there was a Star Trek convention recently in Las Vegas, the big one they do every year. Yeah. And they had this panel where the guy asked them, I want you to rank the worst Star Trek, from worst to first, oh, Star right. Trek movies. And um, I'm going to throw Galaxy Quest in there as well because it's considered a Star Trek movie for some reason I don't know and they named Into Darkness as the worst no not even close to uh, Nemesis Nemesis. Insurrection Nemesis (laughs) those two are awful oh my god don't even get me don't even put five next to those two Because Five had that grand line, what does God need with a starship? Which is what I ask everyone to ask their (laughs) pastors when they give money on Sunday. What does God need with a starship? And the Uhura fan dance. you got to give us that. But, yeah, and all of these fans, they're just, I I hate them. I hate these star, they're those geeks 
that say that Into Darkness was the worst? I mean, it really? was a fun movie. I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed both the new movies. I, I mean, somebody said to me, hated can, it. somebody said to me, hated it. Somebody said to me, can, <laughs> you, you, can you explain what happened? I say, look, it's very, very simple. <laughs> all right. Originally, Khan was found by Kirk. I propose to you, what if Khan was found by Dick Cheney instead of Kirk? That's what happened. Right. And what we're seeing, you know, again, Trek is always good to be analogous to, uh, to what's happening in our, in our time. Into Darkness is doing that. It's, it's the buildup of war for war's sake and for business and for uh, all of that. What if Dick Cheney found Khan? Oh, wow, there it is. And that's what this movie is. It's not your Wrath of Khan. And you keep making that mistake. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the same character name, but you keep he, making the mistake. He mined a lot of it, though. He did, yes. I mean, as somebody who has the script memorized. Exactly. It's, oh. because, you're, it's because you're dealing with parallel universes here. Yeah, I... And speaking there, of destruction, I think he would have been better off by going with a different villain, um, someone not named Khan. It could have been nearly the same story, and I would have enjoyed it a lot more. I, well, I mean, I, the whole I point didn't, of, I didn't let it hold me. You up. let the it whole point you of Wrath of Khan was that they were you a cat and mouse game, and the starships, and they never came face to face. Different, it different was, universe. It yeah. was Kirk uh, outsmarting Khan. Different what story. What did Kirk do in Into Darkness that that made him a captain? He died at all. He gave his life he, yeah. to save the ship. So, which what Spock did was he was a first officer. Right. So Again, you're talking made, about a diff- something that doesn't exist. No command decisions. None. He Why kicked is that he thing with his foot. He fired Scotty. Yeah, he should. That's right. <laughs> Except um, that Scotty's right. Thinking. No, no, that was the point of the movie, was he needed to earn the chair. And what he did was he made all of his mistakes all so through he, the movie. And leading up until the end where he realized, he needed to be. I, I, I need... I, I have to make this sacrifice. This Kirk this. needs to be. He needs to spend five years in a first officer's chair. Yeah, and that's what's happening in the next movie. They're going on their mission. First officer. You're getting no. You're getting your five year mission. <laughs> you're getting your five year. But you're starting. He's a first captain. officer. Then he shouldn't be captain. Spock was a much better captain. Again, you're. It's a space show. <laughs> you're, you're These are thinking, my problems with it. But you're thinking way too it's much. Terrible about something that is not real. It's just a show. As an action movie, I suppose it's okay. Although the fact that Spock has to punch the crap out of Khan to defeat him, I thought was terrible. Why is I, this a problem? I don't understand. <laughs> because the whole point of Khan is that he's intellectually superior. No, he's physically so outwit him. He's both. He's, he's both. both. You're, but you outwit him. Again, that was the, the whole point. No, you're that was the how point did, of how did Kirk the, outwit him the first the time Trek they met? Two? No, the first time they met. If you want to get meta, let's they got do the, this. They got in a fight let's in the engineering this. room. What did Kirk do? Beat him with a pipe. That's yeah. real subtle. Damn That's straight. real subtle. All right. Damn straight. I like my old Star Trek when there Damn were giant straight. when there were giant kitty cats. It was more believable. <laughs> When when Lincoln was floating in space was much better. Oh, than this, space Lincoln! Much better than this new Star Trek. <laughs> I've got problems with this Star Trek. Now I did go and read every single spoiler before I saw this. And that probably helped. Oh, I I, I did nothing but enjoy the movie that when I said that. Probably helped. And see, and I only knew that he was Khan when I went to see it, and that was it. I figured that would happen, and then I just went ahead and read the spoilers anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, my problems with with the Abrams movies mm-hmm. are not. It's not about like the plot or how can you not have plot problems with Abrams movies? <laughs> because how because is that possible? I because I uh, see because the science I, stuff first. Because I like to have fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got you just switch it off. Uh, one of my favorite parts about the first Star Trek was he's like, "Get this guy off my bridge!" Oh, as and, my, and fucking shoots him that. off of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Well, I guess he got him off my ship. <laughs> Jesus, there's no <laughs> rig. <laughs> there's no rig in the Enterprise. <laughs> that that's that's what was uh, killing me in the first one. Not not um not that he's just turning the whole thing around and doing his own story, mm-hmm. but just uh, certain certain science aspects were I know you have to give up because of course warp drive doesn't exist in I was going to say like what that. what science aspects <laughs> did you have a problem with really it's because, a, it's a it's a spaceship right but Star Trek has always been science fiction, mm-hmm. as in, like, they, mm-hmm. they treat it as a real thing, mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, Star Wars, which is all just fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they have flying ship stuff, but they never tell you how it works. You know, it just, yeah. they just do. Mm-hmm. Um, hyperspace, and over there. Um, so, when they, when they introduce something real, and, and they don't really fall, follow reality mm-hmm. without explaining it, like, they use, because like, they have an explanation for warp drive. They have an explanation for how phasers work. Yeah. So as long as they stick to their own internal rules, it, it's I'm fine with it. Mm. But like, like at the end when the uh, Nero ship uh, explodes and it turns into a black hole and they start getting sucked into it, mm-hmm. and that's not how gravity works. They, they, really? It's, it's the same amount of attraction when it was mm-hmm. just a ship. It doesn't matter if it's a black hole what form it is. Mm-hmm. It's only based on mass, right? Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't suddenly be sucked into a black hole. That formed in front of you from a mat from the same mass. So you've uh, you've researched red matter, and that's how you know. <laughs> I let me red matter. Yeah, red yeah. matter. Let's call but, it. Let's call it what it is. MacGuffin. It, right. 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 It's a storytelling device. That's all it is. Exactly. And if you go into these movies thinking too much about shit like that, I try. Not you are to. going to be miserable and have a horrible time. I really liked it the second time I watched it. <laughs> to me, that first Abrams, that I love that. That See, is, that you is, like that. I like that. And I Abrams. told them, I'm like, I got all these problems with it. I mean, and, and when I say this to geeks, they look at me like uh, heresy. Chris Pine is my Captain Kirk. That's I may heresy. have grew up. I may have grew up with Shatner and learned a lot from that Captain Kirk. But I think Chris Pine is Captain. Not only Kirk. is that heresy, I think it's, it's a, a little job, gay. but yeah. no. <laughs> No homophobia on our <laughs> podcast, Chuck. Damn it. <laughs> We've already been reamed for well, that. He's a goddamn good-looking man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. No, just don't think still, about that stuff too much. I mean, you know. It, well, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to think about, I think. Well, he's miserable. What are well, you talking about? I know, about? I know. Well, not, he's miserable yeah. just generally, I'm pissed though. off about Into Darkness. I'm still pissed off It's about not just that. Into Darkness. It's, it's, it's terrible. existence. It's, uh, it's I had, true. I had so much fun at Into Darkness. I really did. So did I. I really did. It was so much fun. I did laugh at the con when. Uh, I okay. I oh, that pulled that. me out, but Quinto, then I then I jumped back the in. Old con. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's tough to uh, redo a movie like that um, without any of the source material. There's so much history between Khan and Kirk in the first one. Yeah. Zero in the second one. Exactly. Uh, and you, but no, your wasn't as effective. No, that's why he Here's redid the, the whole thing. No, you're bringing the history. They're yeah, not. Right. They're not. You're bringing it in. That's your baggage. Yeah, it certainly wasn't as good as the movie Star Trek Two. It fails by comparison. I think. I've talked let to it, people. Let it go. I've talked to people. <laughs> no, listen, let listen. Let me. Go. <laughs> I've talked to people who had not seen Wrath of Khan. Yeah. And who saw Into Darkness, and then saw Wrath of Khan. Now, I know we hold that up on a pedestal, Wrath of Khan. Yeah, we do. But talk to somebody who has not seen Wrath of Khan first, and they'll give you a completely different take on it. They'll talk to you about how lame and slow and boring Wrath of Khan was. Not only was it a good science fiction movie, it was a good movie. Of course, of course. But someone who has not seen Wrath of Khan and sees Into Darkness first... that's probably... ...and goes from that aspect to what you're saying is better, you're like, God, no, that's slow. 
Nothing happens. Were these young, you know? younger people? Mm-hmm. They, they don't, see, well, that's they what don't make the... Is. It's this collection of set pieces. I mean, that's what he does. That's, that's his movie style. You have it's action to action to action to action to action. Well, what's wrong with action in a movie? I'm going yeah. to have fun. I, you fun. Know, I, I suppose. You know, if you turn your brain a, off, it's an okay Well, movie. he's a storyteller. He's not trying to change the world. Yeah. You know, he's just telling a Star Trek story. That's is it all. really that good of a Star Trek story? It's fine. It's wonderful. It's, 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 what, what? I did also. I, I'm just what? glad Star Trek is still here. I mean, besides, I'm, I'm besides it's, Wrath of it's Khan, around. <laughs> besides Wrath of Khan, give me a good one. I like four. Really? Voyage Home, yeah. I like three, but am I the only one? You're probably the only no, one. No, I like three, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I hear people but, complain but about really, Christopher Lloyd. I would love to sit you down with my friend Jimmy Martin about I Star like Trek four. four. Yeah, I like And four. the problems well, that he's right. got with he four. I like four. I enjoyed it. But I like six, too. I listened to his like arguments six. about four, and they're legit. Really? Whales? Whales. Whales, Whales. are going to save us. That's what I like about my Star Trek is it's based in reality. The whales, whales will tell the aliens what to do. All right, I take back my previous comments about science and Star Trek. <laughs> the whales will tell us what to do. Isn't it ironic that we killed the whales and now they're saving us? That was a little, little heavy-handed. That was a Shamayalan Trish. Listen, those whale songs travel like, through space. That's of course. Problem. If well, you know anything, frequency. they got if extinct. You know, if you know anything about science... <laughs> <laughs> and they went through space. Hold on a second. Wait, I'm, I'm going to start thinking about this. Ultra low frequencies need a medium to travel through. <laughs> Wait a second. Do you see what I'm telling you? Now I can't watch that movie again. Do you again. see what I'm telling you? You could take any movie that you hold up high on a pedestal, and if you think about it too much, it's going to ruin it. It's probably true. Because it, to, to the mantra of the Geek Show is the same mantra of Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's in the theme. Just repeat to yourself, it's just a show. I should really just relax. Did Same. you like when Bones injected the triple with Khan's blood? I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> These new movies have made Dr. McCoy one of my favorite characters. Oh, shit. I, I love Carl love Urban as, as Dr. McCoy. Yes, he, he does a good McCoy. Brilliant. I love he him. He's brilliant. I why didn't they you... just use one of the frozen other guys instead of why did they have to get Khan? You didn't know. Well, you didn't, didn't know. know. Oh, you didn't know. For didn't sure. know for sure. Okay. And do you really want to wake another one of these guys up? That's true. You know. I love the random science experiments. He's just got a dead triple. I'll just inject some of his blood into the triple. Now, okay. I don't know if you guys talked to the, about this, but um, one of the things I noticed between those two movies, because mm-hmm. we're, we're still going to compare them, mm-hmm. is that Khan is obviously a bad guy in Wrath of Khan. Is he? He, he is, because he will... He's, he's trying to save his people. I guess exactly. so. Exactly. Um, but he... Remember, a good bad guy doesn't just do bad guy things to be a bad guy. A good bad guy is doing things for a reason. That's true. I got I just in the new one, Khan did not seem like a bad guy to me at all. Exactly. And that was screwing with really? my head. Yeah. Because he blew up like downtown San Francisco or the fuck they were at the beginning. They made He's him a very terrorist. S- I'll say that the movie portrays him as sympathetic. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel sympathetic in Rathcon. Ask any terrorist, and they'll tell you I have a good reason. Oh, yeah, sure. So, all right. Just Everything I say is wrong. Tur- no, 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 no. He should have put a <laughs> turban on his head. He would I'm have been just, much less sympathetic. I'm, just, I'm trying to help you, actually. I'm trying to help you both. 
This is great because so I, I only have two people to talk about. So that you can just TV shut stuff. off your brain and go and enjoy a movie. You guys, oh, would, I still do that. You guys would have. I I'd pity you if you went to see Pacific Rim because you'd think too much about it. Oh no, I saw that um, the other day and I fucking loved it. Yes. Actually, <laughs> and it's so yes. stupid, but it's amazing. The trailer looks so stupid. You I gotta see, see it. it. Oh, you well, have to see it. It, it. Well, it's too late for you to see it and have a good experience. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Oh, that's because it's not in the. IMAX. You, this is a movie oh, IMAX. that as much as I enjoy, I I saw it in IMAX. 3D twice and that's where you need to see it is big because these sequences with the monsters fighting the giant robots are so fucking awesome they are that I've got a big screen in that room in the next room there it's still not big enough to contain this movie no one can beat those Godzilla original 50s you're wrong (laughs) Godzilla Uh, okay now somebody who grew up on those movies and Kung Fu Theater and Star Trek oh yeah I mean, that's what I'm talking. I I sat down. And I'm like, this is just going to be pure like disaster porn and fun time. <laughs> this is going to be nothing but. And I even like Charlie Hunnam, which I kept. I read. Oh, he's terrible, you know. Uh, he did exactly what he needed to do, mm-hmm. which was oh, uh, be the guy. Me, <laughs> believe me, this this movie is not high art. No, <laughs> again, it's not going to change the world. <laughs> but you've got giant robots fighting monsters, and it looks so fucking good. good. And, and if you, but if really you think good. about it too much, you'll ruin it. There is something to be yeah. said for giant robots fighting yeah. giant monsters. Listen, when that giant robot picks up an oil tanker and uses it as though it were a baseball bat, <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Wow. Yes, I I stood up in the theater and I went baseball bat oil tanker. <laughs> and then there's a part where he he. You know the the robot pulls out and he says, "Oh no, we got one more one more thing to try." And they hit a button that's sword shaped, and then the next thing you see is a sword coming out of the robot's arm. Oh yeah! Uh, I nice. shouted, "It's got a fucking sword!" <laughs> it's like Optimus Prime. Oh, Doesn't yeah. he have a built-in sword? Yeah. And speaking of movies where I want to see yes. giant robots battling, mm-hmm. and didn't get enough of it, Transformers. You know, I haven't seen the other, uh, the last two. I saw the first one. Oh, really? And I didn't see the last two. I haven't seen the last one either. I saw yeah. number two. The last two were they replaced Megan Fox with um, uh, somebody. Insert latest model right. here. Right, yeah. And she's she was very attractive. Mm-hmm. She did her job. I'm, I'm not exactly in, what I'm Michael not, Bay wanted. I'm not interested to see these other two. I am curious to see what he's going to do with the next one, though. Yeah, I don't know about Mark Wahlberg. I'm I'm split on how sometimes I see a movie and I really like him, like in The Departed. Mm-hmm. And he's other no, times he's no Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> no. And is, and, is, and other times the happening, I'm just like, ah. Oh. And and is he going to be the make or break in this movie for you? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I gave up on Transformers about five minutes into the first one and just had just said like, okay, this is just going to be yeah. just sit back and have fun. It's like Pacific Rim. Exactly. Just um, it's just a show, folks. Just relax. There are some parts of two. That are um, that are fun to watch, but three like I can't even tell you what happened in that movie. It's so unmemorable. I can't remember any details of, of the third one. I know one of these days I'll borrow you know a DVD from yeah, Jimmy and you might watch as well. Meh, sure, God, we've been talking for a while, but yeah, you no, still got time. I'm, I'm probably ought to wrap it up. I'm good. Well, I still got one more topic. Sure oh show. my God, it's your show. So we're talking about science fiction. Um, let's talk about Ender's Game. There's oh, a Jesus. there's kind of <laughs> that kind of goes with every topic we've been speaking about today. Mm-hmm. Um, now this is a book that I grew up and reading as a kid. Is I, it a good book? No. Okay. I, I mean, I enjoyed but, it when I was thirteen. Yeah, I, yeah. I if you ask it. me now, I'm going to say no because I've not read it. I'll be honest with if you. If you asked me when I was like yeah fourteen years old, yeah. I would have said oh yeah it's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. It's our fantasy, especially me. 
as a I, I mean I was really small as a child. I mean I didn't grow. Mm-hmm. I was four foot nine in high school. I, mm-hmm. I had a weird growth curve. I'm mm-hmm. still only like five. And there's the hero for every awkward yet tiny smart, uh, smart kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. boy. Okay. He so ends up especially getting, people who think we're smart. Like right. I, I <laughs> get, ends up getting picked on multiple times in the book, and every time he uh, lashes out and ends up. Uh, killing the person. Oh, essentially, essentially. he doesn't he sees, know. It, he but. sees things happening before it happens, and he's like, "Oh, this guy's going to start a fight. I'm going to have to right. go first, so I can just, I'll preemptively, I just, yeah, I'll preemptively strike, end it. Oh, okay, and ends up like killing the person, like by every one of his stepping bullies. on their throat or something. Yeah. Every one of them, and then he goes to a um, a military school where they're they're supposedly training them. To fight, like you know, this invading alien force, mm-hmm. and then spoiler spoiler alert. alert um, I think everybody, it's not a spoiler. It's been around. For, <laughs> didn't you guys years. have this conversation? Well, if it's been around for thirty years, it's yeah. okay to talk about. Maybe it is okay. I don't know. He hasn't so, read it. Oh, you haven't read it. it I haven't read it. I haven't read it. Oh, oh well, I don't want to spoil it for you. I then. probably won't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. They, yeah. they do simulations. Mm-hmm. And in his final simulation, is he, he defeats the enemy. He thinks it's a simulation. It turns out to be reality. Oh, okay. And they're like, you're the hero. Yeah, oh. you killed their entire race. Yep. You destroyed their entire fucking race. Commits genocide. He commits genocide. All right. Like, <laughs> just like we wanted you to do. So everybody's okay happy. Because he didn't mean to commit That's genocide. That's right. <laughs> and that makes it okay. All right. That's but um, there's, there's, I wish I could remember some of the lines from the book. There's some weird stuff that goes on in the book. But so now as an adult looking at it, it's, it's stupid. Um, just to be kind, I guess I'll just say that. It's just, it's, yeah, I'll, I'll it's, take your it's word a, for it. adolescent fantasy. Okay. So now they got a movie coming out with Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. I got, I just mentioned that because I used to be so excited anytime any movie with Harrison Ford came out. <laughs> and now I'm always kind of like, oh. He's taking anything, isn't he? I think Pretty he is. Much, yeah. he's, he's becoming Michael Caine. Does he have Pretty bills? I, I mean, I think he has alimony. <laughs> he's got divorced. Didn't he? Yeah, he was married to Kathleen Kennedy for so long. Is that her, right? Was it? Was it her? Callista Flockhart. Now he's married they, to Callista, but he's. Yeah. I think did he's they got marry? Alimony. I thought he learned his lesson. He just. I stopped. think he's married to Callista. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. no, I think he's got a lot of alimony. I think that's I why he said does. yes to everything. I mean, he said yes to the Expendables three. For God's sake, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He's got to be done. He's got to be. The, the, and they lost Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. and they got Mel Gibson. Uh, well, he needs the work. Yeah, he. <laughs> Now, I, I mentioned him because this is kind Mel of... Mel sitting in his house going, none of the Jews in Hollywood will right. hire me. No one's hiring me, those darn Jews. I'll watch it if he actually dies in it. Oh, well, he's the bad guy. He's the right? bad guy, so I'm yeah. sure he'll, he'll meet uh, his demise. Oh, good. I'll watch it. So, the big issue with me is Orson Scott Card yes. is the writer of Ender's mm-hmm. Game. Yeah. Orson Scott Card, as we all know, uh, is a homophobic... Actually, um, was uh, hooked up to write a Superman story, and there's a big protest, and yes. they canceled it. Yeah. They well, what write. happened was is that uh, it was it was going to be released, and uh, there was all the the brouhaha about the fact that he had yep. written it. The artist was was drawing it at the time and started getting all of this flack, and he stepped away from it and said that he stopped working. He said it's not it, it's no longer about the story anymore. It's all about him. I don't want to be involved. And DC pulled it back. Now they say DC says we're, we'll release it eventually. I think they're waiting to see what happens with Ender's Game. Interesting. So, so the work's been done on it? The work is halfway done. They'll have <laughs> to get, they'll have <laughs> to get a new it. artist. They'll I have to get you. a new okay. artist. I but you. I think they're holding back to wait because, you know, it's all about money. They're yeah. waiting to see what Ender's Game does. And, if, and if America is okay with Ender's Game, then they'll go, okay, here's the story. 
Oh. They probably will. I mean, I the, I have this feeling mm. the movie will suck yeah. because it it but, has a cheap look to it. But but here's the thing: is that uh, uh, Orson Scott Card wrote uh, a really good run on Iron Man. He did he, for um, for a bit. He yeah. They launched a new title specifically for Orson Scott Card. I think I read a couple uh, of those, mm-hmm. and, and they it, actually weren't bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah. And uh, I and didn't you even read it years ago. I, yeah. Years ago, I didn't even think about it. I just I consumed it. I I. Didn't know the history of it was Orson before Scott I Carr. knew he was a total asshole. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't until uh, our, our own Scott Pierce on, on Geek Show right. pointed out to me. He says, "You know, you know what he's all about, yeah. right?" And I went, "Really?" Yeah. So yeah. that's my question. Where does your personal principle come into watching? You know, basically supporting you know certain works of art, movies, comics, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. as opposed to their creators and their and their political you know leanings or their personal beliefs or what mm-hmm. they spat out. Because for me, like I, yeah. I'm not gonna see Ender's Game. I'll see, I'll see any science fiction movie. Let me, mm-hmm. let me see that. Yeah. No matter how bad, I want I love sci-fi so much. I'll watch anything, oh, really? and I'll, I'll complain about it, like you know we've been talking about. Um, but <laughs> like you know, you put a spaceship in it or, or a giant monster, and I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna watch it anyway. Okay. So I want to see Ender's Game, even though I have a feeling it, it, it's, it's gonna be stupid, and I don't like the story anymore. But I, I'm not going to. And I know he, he's, I, I don't know exactly how it works, but I mean, he's been paid for the rights already. This, so this he, movie has been in development for about 15 years. Right. So he, he cashed his check about 15 years ago. Right. What he will see benefit-wise is if this movie is a success, people will right. buy his book again. Yeah. yeah. Or make a sequel. Yeah, a sequel. Or make a sequel. And he'll have a taste of that uh, as well. And uh, I don't want that to happen. It's it's a tough one. We've, we've, uh, we've gone round and round on this on a couple of episodes of Geek Show about yeah. this. And every every panelist has a different take, uh, and uh, I I got to talk to Scott Pierce about that when I see him on Sunday. I got to remember to ask him how he feels. He's the one person who hasn't weighed in on this. Every one of the panelists has a different take. Half um, of them are going to just have to see it, though. Yeah, the, well, the I film mean. the film critics will have <laughs> right. to see it, but they feel better because they don't have to pay. Right. So, um, but everybody has a different take on this. I and I just personally, I probably won't see it mostly because I'm not really interested. Yeah, and I'm a, maybe I'm a bad geek for saying that. Um, I think so, kind of. Could be. It's space. Yeah, it's spacey stuff. Much. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, and I should be. Well, you know, my real problem with the movie is that it makes kids think that they're special. That's, oh. my, <laughs> that's my main beef. It does. You're not special. Um, Everyone in his family ends up being special. Really? It's funny. Oh, that's it's, right. It's his sister internet, and his brother. Or it's right at the beginning yeah. where internet was starting or something like that. Anyway, yeah, they have the use His brother and his Yeah. So, so <laughs> not all kids are special? No, oh, no. So it's kind of a master no, race thing, No, huh? it's just those, just those three. <laughs> <laughs> the Wigan family. Uh, I, I, I think that there's, there's arguments to be made. If you, have a, if you really want to see it, here were some yeah. suggestions that we got on our, on our panel. If you really want to see it... Here's something to make you feel a little bit better, a little bit better in your conscience. Take uh, the amount of money that you spend at the movie that night, you know, 30 or whatever it is, double it, and donate it to the Stonewall Center. Make a separate contribution to the Stonewall now, Center. Now, what is that That's a, It's a gay rights organization oh, here in Jesus Salt Lake. Jesus Christ. You, know? you don't know where the Stonewall Center is? <laughs> what? Stonewall, I have to know everything? The, the side <laughs> of the bar where the first protest of the gays? Or, uh, or any... <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you asshole. Or any charity of your choice. You know, pro, you know any, any uh, gay charity of your choice. Um, so do that. Maybe that'll make you feel a little bit better. Well, see, I don't, um, don't want to feel better about it, though. Um, I, oh, you're like, <laughs> my career motivation is fear and revenge. This is your yes. fear and revenge now? Oh, <laughs> yes. I see. Okay. 
you're just going to download it illegally and watch it later. No, no, I, I figured <laughs> I figured I would wait for it to, to pop up on TV on cable oh, yeah. um, oh, because yeah. I'm not a Nielsen family or whatever. That's, they'll never know I watched it. Um, <laughs> here's what I was thinking though when I, when when because I listened to the episode you guys talked mm-hmm. about and I and I thought just out of principle um, that I, I would not want to see it mm-hmm. just because I, I don't want them to make a sequel. I don't want it to be validated. Um, I don't I don't think it needs to have a. I know there's some people calling for a boycott. Yeah, I, there's there's a, a. I don't think that's necessary. I think people can make their own decisions about that. Mm-hmm. But um, I started thinking, and this this is the geeky part of me, especially when you guys are talking about, it, is like, what would Superman do? What would Captain America do? Would mm. he would he justify seeing it? Like by mm. saying, I'll make a. How about I just make a donation to the the Stonewall Center, and not see it too? Because I don't think Superman would see the movie. I don't think he would ever say, well. Captain America He's already been paid. might agree with Orson Scott Carr. <laughs> That's right. Are we talking, are we talking, are we talking <laughs> Ultimate Captain? That's right. Which, which Captain? 1940s talking? Captain America. Oh, I don't know. Um, I, I just can't imagine. Maybe that's a bad example. I can't picture... <laughs> that's right. I, I, Superman's from the 50s, too, isn't he? I can't picture Cap sitting in a movie theater watching. <laughs> that's right. Superman I, in his cape. I've got a hell of, a, of an imagination. I just can't see that. <laughs> the big thing, I hey, think... Hey, um, move your shield. I want to sit there. <laughs> Sorry, just man. Shield off your back. Um, the story isn't that good. I mean, I, I read the book and loved it when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Looking back on it, I think it's a terrible. Time. Well, and that's what that's what Jimmy was saying. This is uh, I, I, boycotts or no. He thinks yeah. that this movie is going to be a failure because it, it looks like it might be a shit show. Yeah. So, so principle. It doesn't come into everybody. I think needs to make that decision. Uh, I uh, I I lean personally toward. Not going because he is a horrible homophobe. Yeah, I tend that's to why I won't see any way. more Mel Gibson movies. Now, if if I didn't know that he was a horrible homophobe, and there are a lot of people I talk to on the uh, on the panel and and Geek Show listeners who grew up with the book and loved it, right? And they found out from me that their favorite book and author, you know, what he was all about, and it kind of made them sad. Yeah, but yeah. they said, "But I love the book so much, I'm still gonna go." This is a problem I have with a lot of things. So, You're just like, you if know. there's something I like, I'm just like, oh, God, I, I don't want to find out any anything deep about this person. Because <laughs> then they turn out to be either like an evangelical exactly. Christian or they're a homophobe. All, or, all of my heroes are dead. I mean, yeah. you know, I picked the wrong ones. I went Belushi and Hunter Thompson. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're all dead. So I, I must have picked the wrong heroes. And that's as why long I, as you remember That's them. why a guy like Steve Rogers is a good hero or, you know. But see. But. I was happy when I found out you were an atheist, though. That was mm-hmm. one of the. That's one of the good, the yeah. good ones for me, anyway. Is that when I find out, oh, somebody I like, it's oh, he's so, an atheist. It's just so rare. I knew there was a reason. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so rare. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you know, it's like I, I look at it this way. I, I, I have, I have more friends that I know that that are gay than, you know, and that that affects me. Yeah. Uh, pretty deeply. I mean, like when. Uh, Dan Savage, uh, you know, Russia is just being right total assholes to the guys yeah, right yes. now. Yes, I mean, just to the point where it's like, do you remember World War II? Can you remember when they used to do things like this? You know, I mean, you hold hands in public and you're gay in Russia, and they'll throw you in the in the, in right. the jail. People you know? beat you on right. the street. Exactly. Right. So when Dan Savage said boycott Stolichnoya, I I said, you know, that's my brand. Yeah, I've been buying it for years. It's my favorite. But you know what? I have a lot of friends who are gay. Okay, well, fine. I, I, I bought Kettle One instead at the liquor store. It's a good brand. And, and so... <laughs> I like Kettle One. Uh, 
after I did that, some I, I talked about it, and somebody sent me this thing that says, well, you know, Stoli isn't even really Russian, and you're not hurting the people that you're trying to make a point to, so you can buy Stolish Noy, it's okay. And I went, you know, you're right, I could. But I really like Kettle One now. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice. But with the Orson Scott card thing, I think everybody needs to... Uh, you just have, you have to make your own decision. Yeah, yeah. And to our religious friends listening, if you're still listening, that is, fast and pray about it. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we have so many religious listeners. <laughs> he has come out and said that the uh, gay marriage issue is moot now that the Supreme Court That's made right. the decision. Now, which, and he's not going to talk Yeah, about which is it completely hypocritical. <laughs> now show your tolerance, yes. Chuck. <laughs> he's like, yes, I wrote all that <laughs> stuff totally right. about how you're wrong and, you know, all that you win, just forget it, okay? Can we just forget it? Because you win. <laughs> well, you make the you make the first move, Mister Card. You yeah, know? he had he had said in the past he'd written an article about how he would rise up against the government and mm-hmm. government that would. Uh, he talks armed sur- armed yes. insurrection. Even. Yes, treason. Yeah. is what he's talking treason about. Treason was what he was talking about. I was just kidding. That was yeah. That was his <laughs> fan fiction he wrote for as an op-ed apparently. <laughs> No, that, uh, no was, that's a different. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought no, he was, was about Obama. One. No, he was. You know, he was on. He was on a board of some yeah, organization. No, yeah. National Organization of Marriage. Exactly. I mean, uh, he was a he was a card carrying member donating money and time. Yeah. To stop the gays. Right. You know, one of the, yeah. one of the chairs on the board. And so. I mean, he was he was not just saying I don't like him. He was <laughs> he was actively in there. You know, yeah. writing articles, donating money, mm-hmm. sitting on the board, and so, yeah, exactly. So, but but now his movie's out. He's like, hey, you know, it's moot. You win. Okay, go see my movie. Be tolerant of my intolerance. That's right. That's what he said. Yes. You need yeah. to be no. You, you, in yeah. in not did, so many did. words, it was uh, yes. you. You need to show your own tolerance now. <laughs> I, I that was genius. He's like, <laughs> he's like, and now, like, yeah. How will you show your tolerance for others' beliefs? Exactly. We just believe differently from you. <laughs> that is all. Yeah. So he's not going to write about gays anymore. Just about Obama hiring urban gangs to uh, enforce his. Uh, uh, is, is that agenda? Is that, that his, his last one? one? It was a uh, f- quote fictional piece. A That's fictional right. piece. <laughs> How uh, America loses its democracy. So yeah. Obama is going to be an emperor, I think. And That's right. That's He's, how he does. It. I, I wish that Obama. <laughs> Had the power that they think he has. <laughs> they forgot how government works. Can't didn't do they? shit, right? Yeah, Congress does that stuff first. Then the Senate approves it, and then the president says, "Okay." We're still talking about defunding Obamacare, even though it's <laughs> still law, law of the land and forty Supreme attempts Court. Now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Supreme Court, law of the land. President yep. signed it. It's already got the money it needs. Jesus, but they're still. And that's just bullshit. That's just yeah. smoke and mirrors. It's it's uh, look what I did. Vote for me. Oh, that's all God. it is. Anyway, anyway, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. What do you got, man? You got anything else? You know, actually, that's pretty much everything I got. Notes for the show and everything. Wow, he's got show prep. I got show prep. I just learned learned about that. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) I saw your email. I'm like, show prep? What's show prep? (laughs) See that stack of notes over there? That's Uh that's, uh, some geek show show prep right there. Holy crap. Look at all that show prep. A whole bunch of stuff there. You suck, Matt. I usually spend 10 minutes before recording, like, Cutting and pasting Wikipedia into hand, a Word hand, document. Hand me that stack. We'll, we'll take a look at this and we'll see. Because I've got a lot of. I see Kickass too, and I'm looking. I got a lot of. There's some of it that's like broken news and things like that, but uh, there's some questions that are philosophical. Oh, and uh, and also geek related. Now, now Chuck has a degree 
In philosophically. Second most useless degree. <laughs> That's right. Well, 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 we'll keep it not so heady. So here's, here's just a fun one. This is, and I haven't asked the Geek Show panelists one yeah, yet, excellent. so you guys are getting Here it before go. them. First. Uh, I found this article. Uh, some movies you race out to see on opening weekend only to forget the moments later. Right? But some movies will live in your heart forever. They are the ones you've seen a thousand times. The flicks that you've smashed into your eyeballs so often the DVD is worn out. Hell, maybe you even own a VHS copy. What movie have you seen so many times that it's shocking? Star Trek Two. Oh, yeah, in the <laughs> same way. <laughs> I own a VHS copy. My Actually, my sister thought she was going to be great uh, and give me because she got, drew me in um, mm-hmm. for family Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. So she uh, bought me Star Trek One. The motion picture. The motion ah. picture with 16 minutes of additional footage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what that needed. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you. Now, now, There's more space vagina. Now, see, <laughs> see, a lot of people don't understand why that movie holds a special place for Star Trek fans. I love this movie, and I made him re-watch it when they it's, yeah, played it on it's, HD. It's not, a, it's not a great movie. Still can watch it. But you got to remember... What the special effects were that we were exposed to. Uh-huh. Our Star Trek was essentially a spaceship hanging from a string. You know, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Yeah. And then to see that thing huge and so beautiful good. and shiny, I wanted those long, lingering shots of that big, oh, beautiful they, thing. It was like know? 20 minutes to fly up there in the space shuttle. I, right I think the 16 minutes of additional footage were... More shuttles the Enterprise. I own, I own that edition. I own <laughs> yeah. that edition, and and that and more V'ger. Yeah, you know, that's. Yeah. I didn't Spock want that going into V'ger. Yeah. I loved. That was an intellectual movie. They'll never make another movie like that. Never. They won't make a Star Trek movie like that again. Never. They won't make another space movie. Like that. And uh, did you know that that was based on the uh, classic uh, episode, the one with Nomad? That's no. that's where no. that that's where that no. movie sprang from. I did not. Yeah. Now I have to go back and watch. Nomad so was V'ger. That. That movie caused Paramount to uh, pull back on Gene Roddenberry's involvement in the the subsequent movies, mm-hmm. which was a good thing. Which yeah. was a really good thing. <laughs> I, I always bad. maintain the Star Trek got better when he was oh yeah when he was kicked out. One hundred percent. I mean, he had nothing to do with Deep Space Nine, and it's one of my favorites. Yeah, and that's what needs to happen. Was that's what is happening with Star Wars mm-hmm. with George Lucas now? Uh, thank God. Yes. 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 And sit uh, back and enjoy it. Enjoy your life. And I just read this morning, J.J. Abrams. You hate him, right? Oh, we're gonna fucking rip guess what? Movies apart. <laughs> He's decided to shoot it in thirty-five millimeter. Really? Seriously? Mm-hmm. Not digital. No, it's gonna old shoot it in thirty-five school. millimeter. Wow. Old school thirty-five millimeter to make it look like the originals. That's impressive. That's that's you know what, what? That's what a fan he is. I think I'll like that because that's one of the things mm-hmm. I missed out of some movies today is that gritty realism of of how we used to see movies. I, I love that look of film. I just I love that. That's and one of my problems with the next gen movies is that they all look like episodes of the TV show. I don't get I don't get a movie feeling out of it. You know Except what I mean? Except for the lighting, they <laughs> went really dramatic on some of the, the lighting. <laughs> well, you're no, you're right though. I mean, uh, Insurrection. Yeah. And uh, what was the other one? Uh, the Nemesis. Nemesis. <laughs> they both they both seem to me like just big episodes. Yeah. Of, yeah. Especially Insurrection it seems like big episodes of yes. the TV series. Yeah. Big, particularly right. Sometimes bad. they went outside. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Star Trek 2. What, what, what other ones? You can have more than one. You know, it's funny, um, and I don't know how this happened, but it's uh, Dumb and Dumber. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't... 
know i mean i thought it was funny when i first saw it but not it wasn't like the greatest movie ever but then it comes on cable mm-hmm. and i'm like oh dumb and dumbers on and i end up watching it and then it comes on again and i end up watching it and it comes on again and i end up watching it and every time it comes on i i'm passing through the menu and i just start watching it for a minute and then i watch the whole goddamn movie <laughs> and i don't know why but i love that movie that's Con- probably one i pr- should probably watch again confession time i've never seen it yeah oh really it's yeah. worth seeing yeah it's worth seeing all right yeah, I think. Well, yeah. Uh, I, of course, I give it a, a healthy. Any name. others? A Christmas Story, probably. Yeah, that's, I own that one on VHS. I was going to say you don't really need to own that one because yeah, it's, it's, always, it's always always playing somewhere every December. It, <laughs> I think TBS just runs it continually. Yeah, yeah, that's a classic. No, that is a good one. That one, uh, that's a very good movie. Very good story. Yeah. Any others? When I was a child, it was um, Beastmaster. Really? I could not get enough of Beastmaster. <laughs> I think it's because it kind of contains boobs, but oh man, you remember? Oh, she was Ooh. she was something. Oh my Beast god! I, I I remember I seeing her in Playboy for the first time. Life changing. I've never seen that. Um, it's you'll want a ferret. You will. You'll want a pair of ferrets. He's got two ferrets. He's got two attack ferrets. Kodo and Kodo. <laughs> no shit. It's fucking awesome. Oh my god. Um, a Nightmare Before Christmas is another movie that I've seen, probably. I've probably seen it a hundred times. Yeah. Um, out of all the Tim Burton movies. See, that one, being being a fan of, of Oingo Boingo mm-hmm. also helped me with that. But because... Oh, 1989, by the way. Yeah. Oingo, oh, we talked about that. You looked it up? I looked it up. Thank October you. 19th, 1989. Thank you very much. Uh, I remember seeing that in the theater for the first time, and uh, I said, I saw it with my mom, and she didn't know quite what to think of yeah. what was happening. You know, it was really odd for her because she had only known traditional Christmas, you know, right. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and kind of thing. And uh, I remember afterwards, she goes, well, did you like that? She still wasn't sure. <laughs> I said, Mom, I'm telling you right now that that is going to be one of those movies that, uh, that my generation is going to be pulling out every holiday season yeah. and watching. They're gonna. It's gonna be. You know, your Charlie Brown Christmas. It's gonna be. Really, you think that? I said, trust me. I, <laughs> you don't get it. It talked to me. All right. I I got it. I love it because you can watch that from September to January, mm-hmm. and it fits yeah. the whole. That was a weird season. one for me. And see, so, and you're wearing the Haunted Mansion shirt. Have yeah. you Have you done the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas version when they do it up? I have not. No. Oh, dude. So anytime after Halloween, I think from November through December. Yeah, right, it starts they dress around. It up. They they take the Haunted Mansion and it's it's. It's not a lot of change, but it's pretty significant. The outside of the mansion is decorated all up beautifully, and um, uh, the inside, some of the songs have changed, and uh, it, it's just it's very cool. They do the whole Jack Skellington narration. The grave digger in the graveyard is is Jack in his Santa costume, and Zero's down there with him. They take the they take the scared dog out and put Zero down, and he's floating. <laughs> and Zero's all throughout the haunted mansion, and and uh, it's just it's it, what they do with it is just so well done. Do yourself a favor if you're a fan of Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, go down yeah, to Disneyland do during that time and and ride that thing a couple of times because you're going to catch so many different things that they. Changed you, up. You want to tell them about your experience with haunted houses? Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> but I love haunted houses. Love them. Oh, yeah. Haunted Mansion, all-time favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if there were a uh, ride version of what you're talking about, it would definitely be the Haunted Mansion. Um, I could ride that thing probably all day. Love I, I've, I've ridden it quite a lot. I, uh, I own this uh, Disney uh, CD collection that uh, has actual audio tracks from all the rides and the music and all that oh i have just the haunted mansion i actually owned as a kid the uh record 
that had like I think um, really Opie or Richie Cunningham or whatever that guy's name Ron is, Howard mm-hmm. was one of the guys who were walking. He was walking with a girl into the haunted mansion. It came out before anyway. So I own that original, and then I got it on a CD. It's hilarious. That's it. It was a. It was a. I can't remember where I even got it. it it's this big like twelve or fifteen disc set. And it's got all of the, it's got the entire soundtrack of the Tiki Room. You know, I mean, if you want to have that existed. in your head. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got, I've got, it's got the music, I use it on the show, as a matter of fact, the music bed for the original music bed for the monorail. <laughs> and they wrote it specifically <laughs> for the amount of time that it took to, got, to get from, uh, it was before they changed the tracks, it was for like from, from the Disneyland Hotel to the Tomorrowland Station. It was a certain period of time they had it tracked out and the music would end on this, dun, 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 dun. Duh! Right when you pulled into Tomorrowland Station, <laughs> they had it timed out just that beautifully, awesome. and and it's a great collection. I got it. it I, I love. Well, I love Disneyland. That is awesome. Now, do you want to spill your answer? Or are you, oh, I, are you I wrote. Wait for I wrote down a couple. Um, ah. Jaws. Jaws. Jaws is a good one. Jaws was very traumatic for me uh, because uh, you know we're talking 1974. I'm just a kid, and uh, growing up in this small town, and I have a lake in my backyard. No, you know the disconnect about salt water and fresh water. I didn't. <laughs> know. The fact of the matter was, Could be a shark in there. The That's fact, just science. Don't let that hold you back. Man. The fact of the matter was is that you couldn't see the bottom. Yeah, yeah. You it's don't all know. That matters. Yeah. You you can't see what you're swimming <clears throat> above. You know, and that was the whole thing. That's exactly when what that, I think about every time I'm swimming in the ocean. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. that came out, um, attendance, beach attendance, just plummeted. Mm-hmm. Oh, across but, the United States, but yeah, both I, coasts. I saw it in theaters, and it just gave me nightmares for a good solid three or four years. I kept seeing Ben Gardner's head, you know, <laughs> popping out of a hole in a boat. You know? Now that house is one of my favorite misquoted lines of all time. Let me help you. <laughs> Which is uh, what everybody says. I think what they use says, "We're going to need a bigger boat." Mm-hmm. But he doesn't say that, right? He says, you're going to need That's a bigger right. boat. That's right. He says that to the captain mm-hmm. or whatever his name you're is. You're going to need a bigger you're boat. Need a bigger <laughs> boat. <laughs> Which is but an awesome lie. It just, that's, that's one of those movies that I can, you know, like you do with Star Trek and Star yeah. Wars. You can just quote it. I can, the, the whole scenes, uh, there's just so much good storytelling and such a terrific uh, filmmaking achievement when you consider, and I've seen all the documentaries and read all the books about it, about how yeah. there was supposed to be more goddamn shark in that movie. They couldn't get it to work. They couldn't get it to work. <laughs> and that actually helped. Absolutely. Right. You know? I, and yeah. Just, just brilliant. Brilliant it was film. Just building up suspense because mm-hmm. it was off screen most of the and time. And really, it was the first summer blockbuster. Is that right? Before Star Wars. That's right, it was 76. 76. It was uh, 70, 75, yeah, right in there. Star Wars was 77. Yep. It was the first summer blockbuster, really. Star Trek wow. was 78. I, I mean, think. there was Star Trek 1. T shirts, toys, yeah. games, all that stuff. Everybody says Star Wars taught us how to do that. Really, Jaws went first. Jaws. And then Star Wars went, ah, we saw what Jaws did, and we follow. Well, that was good for George Lucas. Maybe he noticed mm-hmm. at the time he's like, oh, well, I'm going to. Keep the money maker here, which is all the toys and the merchandising. Exactly, exactly. Holy crap, that was a smart move. So, yeah. uh, so Jaws, <laughs> and then uh, another one, uh, cu- another couple of movies that are very important to me because we just got cable TV right about the time that these two movies hit cable TV. Caddyshack. Caddyshack is a great. That's Caddyshack. got a lot of quotable lines. Yeah. Caddyshack, I saw. I don't know how many times because it was like with TBS yeah. and Christmas Story. It was always on mm-hmm. Showtime always on Showtime every time you turned around and there it was 
and Lacey Underall's breasts. <laughs> now, see, how many people do you know that can do the, uh, the Carl voice? The, just, um, well, just I think it's one of the more quotable films, that, and you hear it still constantly. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't go to a golf course without it. 100%. You know, just try playing a game of golf without somebody, right, right. somebody <laughs> in, the, in the party doing a line. You know? Chevy Chase was still brilliant back then. Oh, I, I still maintain Chevy Chase was funny at one time. I know all you, you kids don't realize that, but he, he was, was funny at one time. See, um, in that era, like, Better Off Dead. Do you remember this movie? Yeah, I remember. That was another one of those movies. And maybe that's just because there's skiing in it, and I grew up, you know, I'm living in Park mm-hmm. City, and I just connected with it, although I never quite figured out where they were supposed to be in that movie? Uh, they said, and I don't remember. Um, they had a ski town, but they could also drive to L.A. and go to Dodger Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been Big Bear. Um, California. They did, uh, they did a better version of that film with John Cusack, as a matter of fact, later on, because Rob Reiner got a hold of it, and it was called The Sure Thing. The Sure Thing? The Sure Thing is what it's called. It's... Uh, it's uh, is he uh, driving across town? Tra- he's country. driving across country to get laid. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Because yeah. there's a girl on the east on the west coast who's a sure thing. Gotcha. And he goes with Daphne Zuniga. It's a John Cusack and Daphne Zuniga Sold. driving across country. Spaceballs. She's hitching a ride. <laughs> She's hitching a ride to get to her boyfriend. And, and you know, and they're, and they're very different. And along the way, they learn to. I think you know, I see where it's going. They learned that it's it's not just about sex; it's about relationships, and it's 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 a great little movie. Is it a comedy? Yeah, or it's got a lot a... of funny stuff in it. Oh. I tell you who Gina Barberi reminds me of is Joan Cusack. She gets that a lot. Almost yeah, exactly yeah. like her. She gets yeah. that a lot. And uh, Gross Point Blank, Joan Cusack specifically. Yeah. All right. That's a good movie. Uh, and another one for me is, uh, well, Godfather. The Godfather. Seen it once. So funny first because one? you're right. Seen it once. Well, the first and the second, but more the first one. My friend Lee George Cade has never seen it. Is that right? Which I still to this day it baffles me. One of the uh, always on uh, either top ten or top twenty of yeah, yeah. all time. Right. Usually near the top, isn't mm-hmm. it? Right. Citizen Kane, Godfather, mm-hmm. maybe well, one or two others. Isn't that the only uh, movie and sequel to win Best Movie Oscar? Like one after another. Why? I'm going to lose my my pub quiz cred here. I, <laughs> well, this, I, no, I think you're right. I think Godfather 1 and so did I mean, Godfather 2. I one or two is two. good. Uh, I actually never saw three. Really? I just I heard reviews, and it was one of those things like, yeah, okay, I'll see it eventually. And then all of a sudden, 30 years go by, and I'm like, You know, it's, it's much maligned. It's not as bad as everyone said it was. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not one or two for sure. But it's not as bad as everyone said it was. Well, there was a lot of hate for that movie, and I don't know why. Something about was it Andy Garcia? Yeah. yeah, I I just don't care for him as an actor. Yeah, but, you know, he's no Robert De Niro. I think that was I think that was the argument. <laughs> well, I heard. The great thing about, the great thing about Godfather though is that it's it's another one of those that you know I I get a lot of my philosophy from movies and TV and comic right. books and there's there's a lot of again that's where my revenge thing comes from is uh, you know uh, Fredo is is such a, an important character to you know the, the evolution of Michael Corleone mm-hmm. and uh you know his his brother Sonny helped out a lot but but Fredo really because of Fredo's deceptions that's kind of what seals Michael's fate now who um, who was the actor that played Fredo oh i forgot his name but they, there's a documentary is, about him is he the one they take out in the boat mm-hmm. and they pop mm-hmm. okay and who does that i can't remember who who kills Fredo yeah, who pops him oh it's uh it's not Luca Brasi. It's, right, uh, it's just one of those guys, though. It's not. I forget the guy's name. 
Oh, it's terrible. Oh no! But uh, Sonny is 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 uh, Sonny was uh, his his younger brother's killed in the first one. James Con. James Con. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, it's it's just such a great a tapestry and so many s- stories being told. Just little tiny events and lines and exchanges that happen in these movies that are just so brilliant. Yeah. Uh, lines and, and it's another quotable one. Uh, you know. Uh, Michael, you don't come to Las Vegas and talk to a man like Mo Green like that. (laughs) (laughs) Is one that I quote that no one else does. (laughs) Is there any movie you haven't seen that people are shocked to find out you haven't seen it? Uh, yeah, Uh, Dumb and Dumber is one. Dumb and Dumber. I was shocked. Um, The Home The Home Alone. Uh, I've not seen it. Ah, saw the first one. Yeah, um, I've not seen that. People are surprised that, that, that there's there's geek movies that I've not seen. As a matter of fact, like the Transformers movies. Oh, like, that's right. That's right. Know, there's a lot of stuff no, that does surprise me because you got like the posters right over there. Yeah, that was for the first one, and the, 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 I just thought they looked cool. Was all. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like he owns any Transformers. I do. I have an Optimus Prime right up there. Oh, that's right. I had quite a few Transformers. I actually <laughs> I I sold them. I sold most of them, uh, my Transformer oh, collection. Uh, but uh, that's a that's a shit. You got an original. Uh, that's the laser pistol. That's the that's yes. all from my childhood. That uh, that remote controlled R two D two right there um, was the first remote controlled R two D two that we ever had, and it's awful. <laughs> but I loved it because it was the closest oh, thing yeah. I was going to get. And if you look at the price tag, it's Skaggs <laughs> drugstore. Skaggs has been gone for a long Skaggs time, alpha beta. and I think it's like twenty four dollars. Back when that came out, that was a lot of lot of fucking money. Yeah, a lot of fucking money. It's like Millennium Falcon money. (laughs) And we were we were never really wealthy at all. Never had much money. And 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 mom knew I wanted that. Oh, and she she, got it for you. She got a second. She got a job, just working at the little Dairy Queen in town to pay for that because she knew I wanted it. That's that's never going away. That's That's never amazing. That's never going to be sold. That's an amazing mom story, but that's also. I'm surprised Skaggs had that on its shelf. <laughs> we had to go to Skaggs and Provo to get that because they were sold out everywhere. Oh, man. Yeah. One movie I've never seen and that my family gives a crap for all the time is uh, Titanic. And I refused to see it when it came out because I thought it was in the process of turning Leonardo DiCaprio into a, into a, a young male. It won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's grown up and he's become a, he's a, he's a fine actor. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I thought, oh, God, he's turning into some sort of like pop version of an actor he's just gonna he's just gonna be a pretty face it turns out he's got the chops it, i guess so so yeah. should i go back and see it that's why know. you didn't see it that's why chuck <laughs> here's here's the thing about titanic Fuck you. <laughs> is it is one of those very quotable movies is it really yeah and it's 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 one that i i hear people making reference to quite a bit actually like uh you know well you know the place wasn't really nice we were in the steerage <laughs> is a Titanic reference, you know, and, and I'll, I'll hear that. Um, it's one time, honestly. I guess so. What I tell people is uh, when the boat starts sinking, that's when you. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's worth yeah. that. I just want to see the band playing as they go down. Because that was some really cool shit. I mean, he, Cameron, say what you will about him. I hated Avatar, uh, but yeah. he did a great job with that. You hated Avatar? Didn't like Avatar, no. You. Really? Mm-hmm. Like not even as like eye candy? 
Even, I will agree with you on that one. Even then, I'm I, not a fan of Avatar. Yeah. I'm surprised it got a sequel, although it, it had it to, made right? Because well, you're going to get billion gonna, dollars. Yeah, it's going to get four, right? Or you're going to get three more, is what yeah. they're saying. And uh, he just turned over the rights for a series of novels to a, a writer. Oh, good. So yeah, ah. you're you're not done with Avatar. Plus, the, there's a is it Orson Scott card? There's, a, <laughs> there's talk of a theme park. That, uh, oh my God! Yeah, that, seriously, that Disney is slightly involved in. Oh wow. So yeah, you're, all you're they have to do is retool a rainforest cafe, Why? and they have. A, well, I read the I read the the story outlines of Avatar, and I went, I've seen that movie. Yeah. Did you see Fern Gully? The Fern Gully. <laughs> I was going to say Bridge to Terabithia, but I got it. <laughs> Fern Gully. There it is. Save the rainforest. There we are. Fern yep. Gully. I, I just a little bit dances with wolves. I, I watched the uh, Rift Tracks version of, oh, yeah? of Avatar. Well, the first hour I had to stop. I was. <laughs> it was funny. But they, they were doing a great job. The 3D was impressive. I it is. The 3D was very good. But boy, the message was yeah, so heavy-handed. I can't sit through another three hours of that movie. Again. There was a message to that movie? Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was just trying to peek at, like, naked blue bodies. Like, are they showing her boobs or are they not showing computer her Computer animation. Well, and yeah, you didn't even get to see actual naked Zoe Saldana. It, it was, was always, like, a little side boob. Always covered up. pretty nice, too. That was a girl in Star Trek? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did yeah. not know. That's her. It wasn't actually yeah, her. That was computer animation. Show. I guess she doesn't look like that. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, another one that's uh, that I've, another one I've seen thousands of times, which a lot of people don't consider a great film, and I consider it. And I'm not I'm not calling it a movie. It's a film. Oh, a film. Planet of the Apes, the original. Oh, the original. The original Planet of the Apes, the first one. Chuck Heston. I l- love the original. I'm telling you right now that that I will put story wise. Forget the effects and makeup. I'll put that thing story-wise up against just about any of your great science fiction, and I'll, I'll say go toe-to-toe with it. Okay, remind me, at the end, was that the one where he comes up on the beach and that's and the, it's uh, the Statue of Liberty? Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. All right. Because I, I remember seeing a uh, some type of sequel to The Planet of the Apes, and it was literally Return to the, Planet of the, Apes, the worst movie I've ever seen. Now, it was in college. I was, no, the, one, the ones after that weren't great. Yeah. No. I... I Went up to get, I was studying for chemistry and I got I made myself a tuna fish sandwich and happened to be playing on the and I sat there watching it because I thought there's no way it can get worse than this <laughs> and it did and it kept getting worse. Do you remember uh, which what was happening? Because I can I can they, break them down for you. They came beneath up to the this, planet. Was it the one they, where they were in New York or something? Came up to this uh, energy wall and there was a bunch of psychics and then they just rode through it. And then they were worshiping a, a atom bomb. Okay, that's uh, that's <laughs> that's the second one. That's beneath the planet of the apes. Uh, oh my god! And, and the, the 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 Alpha Omega missile was their uh, yes. was their god. Yes, and they had a prayer to it. And they had to pray to and, it. And at the very end, Charles Nessa got killed. Mm-hmm. Spoiler: He dies in the movie in the and, second one. Yeah, he wow. slaps on the uh, button, launches it, and the very end, I thought this can't possibly get worse. The planet blows up, and then the credits roll. Well, you don't see the planet. That's the thing. <laughs> you don't see the planet blow up. You hear this ominous announcer say, uh, and I think I want to say it was Orson Welles, uh, saying uh, uh, the uh, somewhere in the dark corners of the universe, a once bright glowing star known as Earth is now dead. You know, it was really oh. ominous. Really ominous. And then the credits it's roll. It's like the opposite credits of roll. the Battlestar Galactica. Oh, my the credits God. roll. The credits roll. Literally. And then they bring the third one. <laughs> and you find out that uh, uh, Cornelius and Zira, from the first two movies, find Charlton Heston's spaceship, and they figure out how to make it go. Excellent. And it gets caught back in the, in the reverse time loop, that's right? That's it. That's the one I saw. <laughs> and so those two and another chimp 
wind up in the 70s. Gotcha. And they find out that they are the reason that in the future, or the first apes movie, the reason the apes are the dominant species is because of their child. Ah. A paradox. A paradox. A full circle. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, but it's I, called logic, Chuck. But, you should know that. But putting all that other stuff aside, I still say that that first movie, I'll put it toe-to-toe with any of your great sci-fi. I don't care who you throw at me. I love the first movie. That's, that's when I liked Charlton Heston before. before. And there's, some, there's some gruesome shit happening in that movie. The, the, the gorillas scared the shit out of yes. me when I was a kid. Those guys were scary. Yeah, they were. I mean, they're hosing you down. They're, they're performing surgeries on yeah. you, lobotomies. You know, was, Charlton Heston was almost as big an overactor in that one oh, yeah. as uh, Shatner was in Star Trek Two. <laughs> He's out there. Oh my God! And there's there's a very disturbing speech that he gives as he's lying in his cage with Nova. Oh with no! Nova. Oh Nova! <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing the speech about uh, his mission, as we were all willing and happy to be on this mission, and uh, we had an astronaut, female astronaut, with us. Don't recall her name right now. She was <laughs> scientists came along in the mission. She was to be the new Eve. <laughs> I wonder if she knew that. That would have been great if he said that. I don't remember her name right now. I don't remember. Her <laughs> but if Charleston Heston said that in this story, yes, and we were all we, more, few, we were all more than the three of us were all more than willing to be the Adam to her. Eve. <laughs> Of course we uh, were. But a great, great, uh, great movie. I don't care what you say. Anyway. Fantastic. All right, this is your show. That's what are we doing? I murdered the other two astronauts. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, we probably oh, ought to wind God. it up. We've taken more than enough of your time. It's, yeah, it's fine. Indeed. It's fine. Yeah, we appreciate you being on. Thanks for, thanks for being on. Carrie Jackson, much. X96. Thanks for having me. Prominent atheist. Well, the uh, leading atheist of Salt Lake City. That's right. <laughs> Hardly. Oh, oh, I better not be. Name one other atheist that's more prominent. More power. You're all you're all in trouble if it's me. I'm telling you right now. We're in trouble. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, you guys. This has been great. So let, me, yeah. let me just quickly. You know, Monday through Friday, six to ten. X ninety six. That's 90, all he asked. Ninety six three in in this area. If you're listening, well, you say more listeners online. X ninety six dot com. Yeah. Mountain exactly. Standard Time. There's uh, a and iPhone app. Yeah. Well, don't go. Don't use that. Yet. Oh no! Just use your browser and go to x96.com oh, okay. for now. Our app is, it's still being developed. So. Alrighty. And I don't trust our company to actually have a working one. So, <laughs> I know if you use your browser on the website, you can listen. So I know that. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks again. Thanks for having me. Yeah.